0: That Medic Podcast, your bi-weekly dose of education and inspiration in the healthcare field.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Simmer, a student at Harvard University.
0: And I'm Daniela, a student at Oxford University.
1: And this is
0: That Medic Podcast. Enjoy! Please note that this episode contains discussion of mental illness, which can be distressing. Please find links for mental health support in the show notes please take care of yourselves. In this episode, I have the privilege of speaking to Dr. Ali, who experienced severe depression and psychosis during medical school. He started a blog, The Depressed Med Student, to share his experiences of mental illness and now gives talks to raise awareness. We discuss his journey and advice for medical students with mental illness and those close to them. Hi, welcome to the show, Dr. Ali. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We have a tradition of starting each podcast episode with the question, why medicine?
1: Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I think, in terms of why medicine, my journey into medicine I think stems from rather personal experiences. In that, unfortunately, as I was growing up, I had quite a close loved one who had cancer, another who sadly suffered from a stroke. I think it's never easy to deal with that stuff, but especially not as a child. And I think as a child, you end up feeling really helpless, quite confused about the situation as well. Despite all that negativity, I remember there being some positivity that I saw in the way in which doctors and indeed other healthcare professionals helped to alleviate some of those worries. And seeing the way in which doctors helped my family, it really inspired me in a way to want to help others in a similar way as well. And I think that that was my main motivation into medicine. And then in school, I found that I really enjoyed the science. So that coupled with the fact that I wanted to help people in this way is, I think, what really attracted me into medicine.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that. It's inspiring that this drove you to pursue a career in medicine that is focused on helping others. Speaking of inspiration, what inspired you to start your blog, The Depressed Med Student?
1: I had quite a difficult time, shall we say, at medical school in that in my first year of medical school, I ended up suffering from severe depression and some psychosis as well. And towards the end of my first year, I ended up admit in a psychiatric facility. I think with mental illness, it is extremely stigmatizing. And it seems that the more severe the mental illness is, the more stigmatized it becomes. And indeed, this was the case by being in a psychiatric facility, that it seemed that very few people wanted anything to do with me anymore when I was in the facility. And all in all, it was such a frustrating and lonely experience. I remember one day when I was in the facility sitting there, I thought to myself that I need to find some way to get my feelings out. I think that's where I decided to start this blog and start the Twitter. Actually, I kind of did it in a way to kind of went and ramp. did it more for myself, I think, rather than thinking about sharing my story and potentially helping others. But I think that the longer I kept the blog and the Twitter account going, and the healthier I became, the more I realized that people quite appreciated someone sharing their story and almost humanizing the condition. I think that's when I began to realize that this could well end up benefiting other people. And so I decided to keep it going, keep sharing my story in the hope that it might end up benefiting others. I think initially it started off as a way for me to rant myself. Later on it became something which people looked up to which I'm really appreciative for that's the story of how the blog kind of took off
0: over time you've acquired a large following and have given talks at many of the medical schools in the UK how have you found this journey of sharing your experiences
1: in terms of how I found sharing my experiences I'd say 90% of it has been really, really positive. Uh, 10% of it I found a bit difficult as well. And I think I'll talk about the difficult part first. What I found the hardest is having to deal with some of the negative comments that come from some people. Most of it is on the internet and people kind of say what they want on the internet. So most of it I'm able to ignore in that way. But I think the comments that do end up hurting me are the ones that come from doctors or other healthcare professionals, I've sadly had psychiatrists, surgeons, physicians, medics, some of them have sadly sent some rather negative comments about my suitability to be a doctor. When you hear those comments from people who are in the same field as you, it really is quite difficult to deal with, I think, because they're more senior to you, obliged to listen to their opinion a bit more. And And that makes things a lot harder. And I think that I'm learning slowly to ignore that stuff, because I think people often just want a reaction online. And if you don't give them that reaction, they just leave you alone really quickly, I think. That's the negative part. In terms of the positive part of it, I mean, I'm so grateful that some people have found it quite helpful. I think I've had messages from other people, other medical students, or indeed other students from any course saying that they might have suffered from a similar way and how I myself suffered and how they might have ended up feeling a bit less alone. And I think it really is humbling to receive messages like that, because it makes me feel as though it maybe is having some benefit towards people. And I do remember just how alone I felt in my own experiences. And so to potentially make people not feel alone in that way, That's such a fantastic feeling, which I can't describe in words.
0: That's amazing that you've been able to help so many students. What lessons have you learned about how to most effectively raise awareness?
1: I think what I've learned is that people tend to remember stories and anecdotes a lot more than simply just facts about mental illness. And... I think I learned this myself as well when I was in a psychiatric facility, for example, when I was there, there was a surgeon who was also admitting the facility with me at the same time. And I think hearing his story made me feel a lot less scared about suffering from mental illness as a medical student or as a doctor. And I think that by sharing our stories in this way, we can kind of humanize the condition of mental illness and make people realize that people who do suffer from this illness are also just human. Because I think lots of us forget that those with mental illnesses are people just like the rest of us. And so by sharing our stories in this way can humanize things and also make people feel a lot less alone when they're suffering in a similar way as well.
0: I think it's so important for people to feel less alone. How do you think those close to a medical student with a mental illness can best support them?
1: I think this is a really good question and one which I've always found quite hard to answer because you know, I've been the one suffering from the mental illness rather than the one who has had to help others, which is both good and bad in that it's horrible to suffer from a mental illness, but I can't imagine how difficult it must be to support loved ones around you as well who are suffering from a mental illness. I'm aware that I'm about to describe it's stuff that's worked for me, but which might not necessarily work for other people. The easiest way for me to answer is to give some examples of how some of my friends helped me in medical school. I remember if I rewind again back to my first year when I was really depressed, before I was admitted in a psychiatric facility, when I became extremely depressed, I was not looking after myself at all, so not eating, not drinking. I had a friend in medical school who realized this, and what she would do was that in between every lecture she had, she would quickly pop to the shop and get me something to eat, and then walk about 20 minutes to my accommodation just to give me that food, keep me company, make sure I wasn't feeling lonely. I think at the time, I didn't really appreciate just how much she was trying to help me. I think given the state that I was in, I only really saw negativity in everything rather than seeing some of these positive examples. But now in hindsight, thinking back to it a few years later, the amount of effort she made just to make sure I was okay, it's something which I'm going to be grateful to her for a long time for. It's important to remember that when you are supporting a friend or a loved one with a mental illness, that they're not going to be the same person who you once knew, that they might well have some symptoms which make them seem a bit different. And I think as hard as it is, it's important not to take that personally. It's not that person who is angry at you, but rather it's their illness, I think, in many ways. I think just realize that by just being there for people, just supporting them, making sure they have these really basic human needs like food, that will make a huge positive difference to them down the line when they are hopefully feeling better they really will appreciate that as well in the same way as i appreciate my friend now
0: that was so kind of your friend to help you do you think there are other forms of support that maybe would have been helpful
1: for me that was probably the main thing in just having company and i think the flip side to that is I wish I didn't need to say this, but I think the flip side is that it's important for friends or loved ones to ensure that they uh, don't spread rumors about their friends who are suffering from mental illness as well. Because you could say it's either a good thing or a bad thing about mental illness, depending on your perspective. But one thing about mental illness is that it really does show you who your true friends are. Whilst the vast majority of people were really supportive to me, I think, I think there were some friends who ended up taking my mental illness as a joke or use it for their own entertainment in many ways. I remember all the rumours and gossip that followed me in medical school. I remember how some people who were once so neutral towards me or even kind towards me treated me so differently later on when they found out that I'd been in a psychiatric facility. I think that it's important for people to not use other people's mental illness, entertain themselves, I guess, because it happens a lot, unfortunately, and it does end up harming people who suffer from the mental illness as well.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible, especially from medical students and future doctors who we would really hope for and expect very different behaviour from.
1: Absolutely. I think you're right that being a medical student and having medical student peers kind of react in that way, that made it all the more harder because as you said, you would hope or expect future doctors to act differently.
0: How do you think medical schools could better support students with mental illness?
1: I think that medical schools do need to make it much easier for students to take time off without necessarily needing to repeat the whole year because That's another reason as to why I was quite scared to seek help initially as well, because I'm someone who didn't get into medical school the first time around, had to take a gap year and reapply. And I think for me, the thought of having to take another year out was quite scary because I already felt quite behind from my peers. And so the thought of my medical school kind of making me do that scared me a lot as well. We see doctors who are less than full time as well. And I think there should be some option for doing the same for medical students as well. Because I think, not just from mental illness, but any illness really, lots of medical students might benefit from that, being able to take some time out of medical school, but then rejoining back where they left off without necessarily repeating the whole year. I think that could benefit the student themselves and also benefit future students from seeking help again, because they wouldn't have the fear of potentially being extremely behind their peers once again.
0: Hopefully there will be more flexibility in the future. Speaking of the future, what are your future plans for raising awareness and decreasing the stigma associated with mental illness in medical school and in the healthcare profession?
1: First of all, I would like to keep continuing with some of these talks that I've been giving. I'm grateful that I've been invited to quite a few medical schools to go and speak. I'm also grateful that, in general, the response has been quite positive. And so I would quite like to go and continue these talks, continue humanizing the condition a bit more in that way, and essentially make medical students feel a bit more empowered, to seek help when they feel as though they need it. So I think that's the first thing I would like to keep doing. Otherwise, I would quite like to work with a local medical school as well. I'm, so I'm currently working in Southampton, for example, and i quite like to work with the University of Southampton here, see if I could potentially be some form of tutor for medical students here, see if I can provide more personal help for students in that way. It's something which I am finding a bit difficult right now to give these talks and focus on the wellbeing stuff because I just qualified as a doctor literally a few months ago as well. And I'm still trying to work out how best to balance my time in that way. But hopefully once I get into the groove of it a bit more, I would like to uh, work more closely with the medical school itself and support students in that way. I think finally, I've not actually written a blog post in quite a while either. I think the reason why is because number one, as I said, I just qualified a few months ago, struggling to find the time. And number two, which is a bit more of a positive reason, I is I am feeling a lot better myself now I tend to write in the blog whenever I'm feeling quite bad as a way to rant and a way to kind of get my feelings out there. But because I'm feeling a lot better, thankfully, I've not felt the need to do that. And so instead, what I'd like to do is to maybe empower other students as well who are suffering in a similar way to allow them to speak and to post stuff on my blog. Because I think that the more voices we have out there, the better it will be. Having just one voice, I think, will become quite repetitive eventually. And so having more students out there who are willing to speak up and share their experiences could also go a long way to supporting students.
0: To wrap up, could you please share with us three pieces of advice for medical students with mental health conditions?
1: This is another really good question, because again, I want to be very that The advice I give is stuff that worked for me and might not necessarily work for others, but I'll try to explain using my own examples. I think the very first piece of advice I'd give is to remember that you're not the only one who's suffering from mental illness because I do remember when I myself initially started suffering from symptoms of depression, I did not seek any sort of help for it. I think the reason why is because everyone told me medical school is going to be really positive. Everyone's going to have the best time of their lives. And so I thought to myself that... I'm the only one who's not having the best time of my life. And I think it's important to remember that everyone who is suffering will probably be feeling in a similar way. And so no one ends up speaking about it. Because of this, it's important to remember that you're not the only one That's completely okay to be suffering in this way, in that you're not alone. But then I think the second piece of advice I'd give, which follows on from that is that whilst it is okay to realize that you're not alone, it is also important to seek help for it as well. You are almost certainly going to find at least someone who is going to be there for you, who is going to be helpful towards you. And for me, that was my personal tutor. So, if you do have any personal tutors or anyone, it's probably worth speaking to them about it and see if they can offer any support as well. And then, I think the third piece of advice I'd give is to—I know it's really difficult—but to try to continue doing your hobbies as well, because I do remember when I was initially suffering from lots of these symptoms of depression, I kind of isolated myself, stopped doing my hobbies, and. That led to a huge vicious cycle, I think, in that my mood would be really low, I'd not do anything which I enjoyed, that would further exacerbate my low mood. And so I think that by doing the stuff that you enjoy, you end up preventing this vicious cycle from happening in the first place. And that can also go a long way, I think, into helping your mental health. And as I said, I know it's not easy when you're depressed. The last thing you want to do is to get up and leave the house even. But I think sometimes you do have to try to take that initial step and just go and do something you enjoy. Even if it does alleviate the low mood for just a few hours, it really can make a huge difference in the long term. Overall, I think number one, it's important to realize that you're not alone, that lots of people will be suffering the same way as you're suffering. I think number two, try to find someone who you feel comfortable sharing with and see if they can help you. And number three, try not to neglect the activities which you enjoy.
0: Thank you so much for your advice and for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. We would really appreciate it if you subscribed, gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. For more content and resources from That Medic Network, please follow us on our social media. All the links are in the podcast description below. Thank you and have a good week.